This is Valley Edition. I'm Kathleen Schock. Early on in the pandemic, the state of California put an emphasis on equity in its pandemic response, requiring certain levels of testing and outreach in disadvantaged census tracts. Now the vaccine rollout has introduced even more potential for disparities. New state data shows what many have feared, that the vaccine is not being distributed equitably among racial and ethnic groups. Here to walk us through this data is FM89's Carrie Klein as part of this week's COVID-19 update. Welcome back, Carrie. Hi, Kathleen. Thank you. So how is the Valley looking this week? Well, overall, I've got more good news. So new case rates continue to steadily drop. In our seven-county area, there are now around 800 cases being reported every day, and that's a quarter of what it was a month ago. COVID-related deaths are easing, but slowly. Um, There were still close to 200 deaths reported in the last week. Um, In hospitals, patient loads are steadily falling as well, especially in ICUs, where high capacities had lingered because so many patients are in their long term. When it comes to the state's reopening blueprint, all counties in our area are back in the purple most restrictive tier except for Mariposa, which is in red. And when it comes to vaccines, you know, the rollout may be slow, but it has been pretty steady. Now 330,000 doses have gone out in the Valley. Um, And although that sounds like a high number, those vaccination numbers per capita are still far lower than the state average. And I understand that the winter storms around the country have affected our local vaccine supply. Yes, unfortunately. You know, in Fresno County, nearly 8,000 doses of the Moderna vaccine have been delayed by storms. Uh, That's a little less than half its weekly supply. And in Merced County, 2,300 doses were affected, which was 60% of its weekly supply. And there have been reports of this from other counties around the state as well. You know, we're still learning the impacts of this on clinics and appointments for next week. And it's possible that more information came out between when this interview was recorded and when it's being broadcast. And then, uh, you know, when it comes to the potential FEMA run site in the Valley, there is still radio silence from leaders and health officials. Governor Newsom, of course, teased this clinic almost two weeks ago, and yet he still has not made an announcement about it. Also, some retail pharmacies are now offering vaccines to those who are eligible. That includes some locations of CVS and Walgreens. You can find info and sign up at those stores through their websites. They are run separately from county health departments. Now, since we last spoke, the state has published some new vaccine data, specifically the ethnicities and races of those who've received at least one dose. For right now, what does the data show? Well, it shows what a lot of us could probably have guessed based on what we've been hearing about problems with the vaccine rollout. People of color are far underrepresented among those who have received the vaccine. For instance, Latinos make up about 57% of the Valley, but they've received only 26% of vaccine doses. Of course, there are some major data caveats. Um, You know, the way that the the state collects racial and ethnic data can be kind of confusing um, and different from how the Census Bureau does, and so that could be the source of some disparities. Also in this vaccine data, nearly 20% of people fall into the other category or their ethnicity is unknown. 20% is a lot of people, but even if you were to redistribute all of those numbers, all of those people back into um, communities of color, they would still be underrepresented in the vaccine data compared to whites. And so I spoke about this with Veronica Garibay. She's the co-executive director of the nonprofit Leadership Council for Justice and Accountability. Uh, It works all over the Valley and the Inland Empire. And I asked her what these numbers mean to her. It's heartbreaking um, and it's maddening in some ways because we 
we, we should know better. Um, we know the disparate impact of COVID is real. We've seen the data for months and we, we've seen how black and brown families have been hit worst. But why should we be surprised by these numbers? The vaccine is not actually open to the general public. So why should we expect the vaccine demographics to reflect our community as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I think that's an important question because, yes, healthcare workers were the first to receive the vaccine. And the Kaiser Family Foundation estimates that the entire sector is about 60% white. But even within the healthcare workforce, Tanya Pacheco Werner believes still not all have the access they deserve. She's the co director of the Central Valley Health Policy Institute at Fresno State. And she's also one of the leads of the Fresno County COVID 19 Equity Project. And she says one group being left behind is providers of in home support services. These tend to be people that are, you know, taking care of elders or someone that's severely disabled and they get money from the state to do this. But a lot of them are monolingual or barely, you know, can functionally speak English. She and Garibay both say yes. In some ways, the groups that are eligible for the vaccine right now are not entirely representative of our region, but that even within those groups, there have been disparities in vaccine access. So why would these disparities exist? What's preventing some, particularly people of color, from getting the vaccine? So uh, there are many reasons that we've talked about in previous COVID updates. Um, you know, one issue you just heard was language barriers, uh, particularly if you think of the elderly. There's also the issue of transportation. A lot of clinics are in urban areas. And for Pacheco Werner, a huge issue is digital literacy, not just disparate access to the internet or a computer, but also just the fact that it's really confusing to know how to sign up, you know, which clinic to go to, which app to use, which website to check. There's a lot of different processes right now, and I think that as much as possible, in order for us to really feel like we're going to have a handle on what happens when the general population has access to vaccines, we need to address the issue of digital literacy, but more importantly, um, the coordination that needs to happen across, across what's happening in counties versus what's happening at the state level. What's being done to resolve these equity issues? So one thing that both Pacheco Werner and Garibay talk about is mobile clinics, getting out into rural communities to meet people where they are. Many counties are talking about doing these. Some are further along than others. Uh, and Fresno County has already run a number of them, um, you know, some specifically for farm workers, but also some in smaller communities like Orange Cove and Lanier. And the county is partnering with community organizations that have experience on the ground in those communities, like Garbai's group, the Leadership Council. They're holding a clinic tomorrow in Kentua Creek. It's an unincorporated community in southwestern Fresno County. And they made it happen by first sending flyers to residents, then holding a pop-up event last weekend to share information and register people um, so that when they run the clinic tomorrow, it should hopefully go quickly and efficiently. So now there's people who have their vaccine appointment, they know what to bring with them to the uh, appointment so that they don't get turned away and will be there on Saturday for a, a clinic. And, you know, to a lot of people, they're like, wait, you're going to do it here? Like, it, you're not going to make me go to Fresno? We're like, no, we're, it's going to happen here. I think that that is incredibly invaluable. She and Pacheco Werner say teaming up with groups that are trusted in these communities is key. Um, you know, they have connections that can be leveraged and hopefully worked into the public health infrastructure for the next big health disaster. 
But are small clinics in rural communities really scalable in a way that will help us vaccinate the entire population? Well, you're right that mobile clinics like these cannot deliver the thousands of vaccines a day the way a stationary mass vaccination clinic would. But Garibay and Pacheco Werner both said that maybe we as a society need to think differently about what it means for a vaccination effort to be high impact, that the quantity of vaccines will be lower in one of these mobile clinics, but maybe the fact that they're being delivered to small communities that have been hit hard by the virus can also be high impact. Carrie, thank you so much. You're welcome, Kathleen.